Welcome to the All That's Holy Blue Collar Podcast. Thought-provoking interviews with interesting guests and commentary on everything. Food, sports, God, gardening, church, politics, music, movies, comedy, you name it, we talk about it. Hi, this is Craig Morton, a.k.a. Crash Test Craig. And after a long hiatus, we've got Cody back. Cody Stoffer is going to be with us on this episode, and we're going to have to do a new introduction because Cody and I are going to be back at producing these podcasts in a more regular fashion. On this podcast, we've been silent for some time, but now, with so much to talk about, it's time to seek some wisdom. And as always, we are allergic to big words, but not big ideas. Profound things will be said, but entirely by accident. One. Oh, where did you go? I, you disappeared. I'm well, I'm around. I'm so we're doing audio recording, uh, Cody. You don't need to hide. There we are. Well, I know I'm getting stuff. <laughs> Welcome to the All That's Holy Blue Collar Podcast, the one and only, where Cody Stoffer will scratch uh. his beard. <laughs> It's more of like running. And I, I, I groom mine. So. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. You know, Zoom video is really good for some of those who are self-conscious. <laughs> Wait, why? Because you could turn it off? Well, no. I mean, it's like a mirror. Oh. You know, so I'm, I'm thinking awesome. I'm looking at myself, you know, and then I can like, like groom my eyebrows. And then I, uh, then I remember, oh, yeah, somebody is watching. So. I can't uh, I can't see myself at all because you're doing share screening so uh, uh, screen well, sharing tell so, you what we're done doing we're done doing that work I'm gonna shut I, off the screen share sure we could still follow it along there as our all right go ahead there you are there now yeah now you get to see yourselves <laughs> is that better it's always better when I can see myself so I'm Craig Crash Test Craig. And you are? Codemaster Codeman. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We might need new nicknames as time goes by. <clears throat> I have not crashed. Uh, well. Recently. Okay. So. Uh, so. Yeah. Speaking of crashing, what uh, what's going on in the world of politics right now? <laughs> Uh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Um, <laughs> no, no. I mean, um, I gotta tell you, I, I you haven't know? done it recently, but oh, this was a while ago, maybe a couple of months ago at least. I, I, I usually use uh, TuneIn as a, as a radio app. Yes, sure. And just listen to different different radio mm -hmm. stations. Sometimes some podcasts on there. Yeah. But I, I tried. I haven't done it lately, and I guess I should. Maybe I should confess this is a sin. I've kind of tilted to a, a more biased view. But I, I remember something significant was happening. might have been around um, George Floyd. But I was trying to okay. listen to both uh, the news stations that tend to speak to my proclivities. Yes. Um, without saying anything and making any enemies, it does have four letters, three of which are NBC. It has five letters, actually. Um, but, um, 
I don't know why Microsoft is still in there, by the way. But um, and then I then I try to listen to Fox Fox Radio okay. Network. Yes, and sure. while the world is just in anguish and protests, and uh, I switched over to Fox Radio, uh, and it was talking about some tax legislation or some other, you know, legislation was coming up in Congress, and I, you know, wanted to listen to it for a while, and never did they speak about the significant issues that were going on that day. It was almost like an intentional don't don't look over there. You know, right. Um, mm. But yeah, so mm. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> Today, uh, do you know who Eric Metaxas is? Oh my gosh! <laughs> he is really? he is he is just uh, a unique uh, individual. Yes. Um, who had the gall to write a biography of Bonhoeffer? Yes, that would be, and I haven't read it. I but one of the reviews said, "How can you write write a biography of Bonhoeffer that comes out supporting Trump?" Yeah, right. Or any exactly. other regime in power. I mean, it just it yeah. just doesn't work. It doesn't even have it to be no. a bad pick, president. Pick. It could be Obama, yeah. but still. Yeah, exactly. Um, no. So, did, well, did, did you see his children's book? Oh, he's got a new one coming out like this month because yeah. it's a series. It's there's, this is the third one. Yeah. There's one of Don Donald builds the wall. No, right. Donald drains the swamp. Okay. Donald builds the, builds the wall. And the third one, boy, I don't remember what the third one's going to be called, but yes, it's a series of Donald whoops the virus. <laughs> Uh, it might be. I don't know. I'll have to double yeah. check. But yes, there's a third one coming out, and it's all Donald, and he's a caveman, and <laughs> you know, he, he's I, a hero saving Cavelandia, whatever it's called. How, how does. I can't believe. I mean, <laughs> I got blocked by him on Twitter. Oh, hey, that's a. That's. I take that as a compliment. But I wasn't even being mean. I literally was being like, uh, and I mean, I was exhorting, you know, but it was in, it was very loving. It really was uh, like, like you're in a position of, you know, this is your position. Cause it was about that book, one of the books and right. the, the, uh, the, it's the build the wall one. And in it, you know, the wall keeps out beasts, you know, wild animals and also three depicted characters who had just so happened to look like AOC, Bernie Sanders, and I forget who the third. Just one. so happened. Very similar. But anyway, and then the rest are though beasts and wild animals. I mean, people right. were taking them to the task that, you know, the wall that Donald is building in real life or wants to build is keeping humans out, and in your book, you seem to be equating them to beasts and wild animals, and uh, and so he was. Uh, how can you people make that leap and jump? How you know? I it's a children's book for crying out loud, and so I just lovingly like how you know I don't see how you can't see how people you know basically. But anyway, I got blocked by him. That's you basically asked the question. Yeah. 
Well, so today on Twitter, because I, I have to get updates from other people since I can't see his tweets. His tweet. But uh, he um, talked about, you know, Donald Trump standing out on the, the porch last night, having defeated coronavirus, you know, personally, because he's home health, healthy now, quote unquote. And, uh, and so he's like, I, you know, how can uh, the liberal, how can liberals even begin? They, they can't even, how do they think they can even attack him now? He has stood up against the virus and won. He, there's nothing they can do to him. And this is what he said. Is there anyone like unto him? Yeah. Yes, when, they, when they use biblical, biblical sounding yeah. phraseology. Yes. No, nobody says that in normal speech. Exactly. Somebody pointed out, like, you have to willfully make a choice to make, use a, that reference to him. Nobody says that. So, oh, like, whoa. That's like chilling stuff, man. Is there anyone like unto him? That's what he wow. said. Uh, yeah. You know, I remember, um, I think one of the books that would be uh, worthy of revisiting, I don't know if you ever had to read this one in, in college, was part of my uh, philosophy of religion class is where we read this, it was yeah. Eric Hoffer's True Believer. Okay. I've not read and, that. Um, I mean, it's a book from the 60s, I believe, and it's okay. doing True an analysis believer. of how did how did the world go so out of whack uh, in the thirties in Europe, you know, and, oh, and you know, but it's not just saying, cause usually those arguments go this way. Hitler was horrible yeah. and sets up this standard that as long as you're not as bad as Hitler, you're not that bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, but you forget there's all kinds of other auto, you know, autocrats who are horrible people, but how it's not even about them, but how do people become so, um, identified with that character that they, lose all critical thinking skill. Yeah. That, even though it's been, it's been decades since I read uh, True Believer by Eric Hoffer, it's like that is maybe one to revisit. It's, uh, it's very, stuff like that is so disconcerting, man. Like, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, yeah, because, I'm, uh, I'm laughing, I mean, but I, it's, it's terrifying. I'm not sure what Eric Metaxas' background is, but he's an educated person. Yeah. He, he, had, he has, I believe, some advanced degrees that aren't from, like, Trump University. Um, right. But he's not the only one. That's the, that's the scary thing. Yeah, it's bad. Um, I, don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. But anyway. So, so let, let, me, let me ask you a question. Yes. So um, you preach every week. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. um, and the world has been going crazy, er than normal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, which reminds me, the other apocalyptic plague that that uh, around is the murder hornet. Yeah. Oh, is it still around? Yeah. Did you you didn't hear the news from? <laughs> so. No. Um, I mean, I knew like it was at one. There point. There were like fifteen of them. I think they said maybe fifteen were caught in Bellingham, Washington. Ooh. Yeah, which is like okay. way away from you and further from me, well, but still it's part oh, of the right, right, Northwest. Right. Yeah. And you know, it devastates honeybee hives, which would wipe out the orchardists, right. but also would do damage to all the agricultural, you know, land here in the 
Northwest was worlds anywhere else. So they had to glue mm -hmm. these little sensors to it, to these yeah. these uh, bugs. So when they flew back to their nest, they could find the nest and then like destroy it. Yes. Um, the they let the murder hornets and they released them, but they they didn't let the glue dry. Mm -hmm. And so all these little, little GPS transmitters oh, that they were going to use to track them uh, just fell off. Oh man. But, so yes, I mean, there's racial injustice, there yeah. is economic devastation, there yes. is political turmoil, yes. uh, and, there's, uh, and there's still murder hornets. Good Lord. So what do you preach about? How do you deal with all that? Or any of it? Or none of it? Well, no. So, like, uh, I'm still kind of keeping to, like, my typical... Um, I have a yearly tradition of doing some stewardship stuff right around now. That's this time of year, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I know that's it's run uh, stereotypical, but it always just seems to work out that whatever is actually going on in the world fits in really nicely too with with it. And so, for example, this Sunday, I actually I'm a little uncertain what the lectionary text is because I might not be following it. I'm using Matthew. Um, uh, let me double check what I'm, <laughs> I'm using Matthew, uh, 26, 22, Matthew 22, 34, uh, where it's the, basically, you know, um, Jesus says to the, you know, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This great first command. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor yourself. You know, that's the main right. part. But what I want to focus on is, we tend to present everything. We tend to think of things in zero sum, you know? So like if I win somebody, you lose, or if I, if, if you win, I lose, mm -hmm. but a, a reality is much more, uh, not that everything is zero sum, you know, like, so right now we, t like one of the, bad mindsets that seems to be happening in politics is um, we have to own, you know, that side. And it doesn't matter that we are selling everything out <laughs> that we say we believe in. That doesn't matter because we are, our side is winning and right. We're right. owning, you know, and, that and, side. And, and when it comes to owning, you mean basically destroying the opponent. Exactly. Eliminating right. them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. We are being cruel to them, and so they. This is nothing new or groundbreaking, right? But somebody wrote from the very beginning. You know, the cruelty is the point. That's why people uh, want Trump, who you think shouldn't want Trump, but they like that he's being cruel to the people that they want him to be cruel to, you know, basically. Well, and, so, uh, do you, would you go as far as to say they want that per, that other to be eliminated? Yeah, I, I mean, there's probably still some moderates, but they, more and more, yes, eliminated. I mean, I've, I've been listening to this podcast lately called um, uh, It Could Happen Here, I think is what it's called, and it was made a year ago, actually. But the guy was working on it for three years before he, because it's just a, it's a 10 episode type of deal. And he decided he's a, a war correspondent and he was doing 
work in uh, maybe Syria or something like that. Who's covering insurgencies actually. Right. And he recognized, you know, uh, <laughs> right now in America, I see the foundations of what I'm covering right now in Syria, you know, of insurgencies starting up. Right. And so he decided to make this podcast of like, here's how the next civil war in America is going to happen and could potentially happen. He uh, did the research and work for like two years, recorded it last year, actually a year and a half ago. But you listen, I'm listening to it now, and it's like he is reporting on what's happening now, like literally, like cities he's pegged, groups he's nailed, um, you know, Proud Boys and, and even names of people you know, he's really, he's singled out as like, these are this, you know, if the civil war insurgents groups, here's, they're going to be, here's who they'll be like. It'll start with even at that time said like, there's going to be, because of course he can't predict He was not going to be able to predict the virus. Right. But he predicted that there would be economic, a huge economic problem enough to where enough people would be home from work that they would be basically like, we got nothing else going on. Let's go, you know, not, that's not their thinking, but I'm like, I'm, you know, I don't have to go to work. Let's go to a protest. Let's go to a, you know, and so he was describing like, there'll be an incident of somebody murdered and there's going to be a huge protest and it's going to turn violent and somebody. It, this wouldn't happen to be Seb Sebastian Younger, would it? Nope. His name is, um, that's a good guess, though. But no, uh, what is his name? Boy, I can't remember now. Oh, so the reason I thought of him was his book War, which was an awesome book, just incredible. But also, uh, the I perfect think he storm. That book. I think What's he that? quotes. I think he quotes from. Okay. From him in one of his episodes. Yeah. Because I mean, the perfect storm is also one of his other books that talks about this coming together of all these unexpected forces to create yeah. some. He talks about that exactly. Which, yeah. which goes along with a book. It's called. Are you familiar with emergence theory? Uh, I'm yes. I'm not. The, is there a book called Emergence Theory? Okay. Well, it's called the Emergence of Sin, but it's based on oh. emergence theory. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which is a social theory. I haven't read it yet. I've got the book. It's on my shelf. Okay. It's right over my shoulder there. There it is. <laughs> um, but it's it's the one that I'll read hopefully eventually. But I think it's kind of it is that idea of these perfect storms brewing, and then they become almost woven into reality yep uh, oh yeah so so I mean, so, yeah. so even talking about stewardship you don't stay away from these other no. issues i'm no, really so glad like, you didn't i'm glad you, you're not is it like one stewardship sunday or is it stewardship series no, no yeah it's a series so like last week we talked about like right now it is very easy to be anxious and so to make some bad decisions, right? Finan you know, not just financially, right. but just even with what we do with our time, blah, 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 right. blah. So, yeah. So, that I mean, that fit nicely into the stewardship time, right? The, uh, you're you're not going to preach on the, the woman who gave her last pennies into the temple treasury? Nah, I sometimes do, but now Don't. I'm not going to. It is always okay. misused. <laughs> it is, I know, right? I hate it because <clears throat> the, the, only, the only response should be to that woman is anger and frustration and sadness that she was manipulated by the powers right. to give what she gave rather than those who had not giving what they had. Good point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She, she was manipulated. That's true. 
yeah yeah how do you get to the point where like you make a decision to give away the thing you know like you're gonna you, you you're probably gonna die yeah. <laughs> you know what i yeah. mean yeah yeah so holiness yeah. had been just de defined for for her as that thing and mm. just in the previous and the the following passages i don't have it memorized but jesus is castigating the religious establishment for devouring widows' houses. Oh, uh, good point. Oh, nice. You okay. know, here comes this widow I, who I now her house again. has been yeah, devoured. Yeah, she gave, literally gave away everything. And the and she and was led to believe. And the the um, and and Matthew, I think it is, says the disciples kind of look in awe around them, and yeah. they're looking at the temple, the buildings. They're going, yeah. "Wow, it's cool to be in the big city." And Jesus is like, right. do you know what just happened? This person gave everything so that these buildings can get bigger and shinier. Ooh. Yeah. I was, hey, I was going to say another another good book to play with, or at least a passage from a book. Oh, you just froze. I don't know if you can still hear me. But um, a, that zero-sum game, uh, really good book is Grit by Angela Duckworth. And again, I, you're frozen, so I can't tell if you're alive. Your head's move, got frozen in, in movement. So, But anyway, really good book. Angela Duckworth, the book Grit, and she talks about her interactions or when she visited the Seattle Seahawks training facility and had a conversation with Pete Carroll. And she and Pete Carroll have a really good uh, YouTube video, about an hour, maybe 90-minute conversation. pauses you're not yes. you're not boris uh i thought i was gonna talk to boris johnson it says prime minister and it's you that's, right. so. that's me all right switching computers or switching accounts <laughs> no i just when i logged in it uh asked You're not making any sound. Can you hear me now? Yeah, it, you, you started okay. speaking and it just disappeared. <laughs> I was switching to my headset. The oh, you're switching the audio to your headset. Yes. Oh, yep. The mic to your headset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, my head, my headset audio is not very good. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, it's got great, great sound. I really like it, yeah. but uh, the the how mic. How do I sound? How am I? You, how am I work? You, how am I? you sound normal. You sound okay. Good. Good. Full, full bodied. <laughs> like like a merlot oh boy okay uh, uh i yeah i don't know what happened there i couldn't yeah. get back on no matter what like so i don't know her, if you heard me gabbing on about pete carroll though no oh yeah so i just was going to say how one did we more. get to pete carroll well one of the fun resources that that i really like and i use it in coaching all the time with with yeah. kids talking yeah. about that zero-sum game idea. Oh, okay. Yes, you, you know, started for, for me to win, um, the other can lose. That's the way competition works. But sure. for me to win doesn't mean I have to destroy my, comp my ah, opponent. That's right. And that's really different. It's like, um, do you want to compete with somebody and see who outperforms the other, out-strategizes, has better you know, shows they've had better training, whatever, the, whatever it is. Or do you just want to take the other one out? Yeah. And um, no, no, so Angela Duckworth uh, spent some time in the Seattle Seahawks training facility 
uh, just listening to the environment there. And she's, she says, everybody goes around and they're, they're in, they're, the way they encounter each other in the hallways and interact with each other is with the phrase compete, just challenging each other, compete, compete. And she asked Pete Carroll, what's the deal with this? And he said, um, it comes down to the Latin meaning of the word compete. The word compete uh, does not mean to strive against. Mm. Uh, it means to strive with. Oh, and your competitor yes, is there with you. You are in the oh. same thing together, and you, the more you strive, the more they strive, and the better the outcome. Mo both of you should be getting better. Yeah, and it, to, oh. to me it works so well with track athletes because you know if you want to beat your competition, they're going to try and run faster to outrun you, which the yeah. only way you can respond is by running faster than they are, and the two of you are pushing each other to excellence. Like somebody's that. somebody's going to get across the line before the other. That's just the way it is. Yeah. But you're competing with each other against gravity, against entropy, you know, against the track surface. Oof. The other is not the competition. Oh, I like it. The competition is the track and gravity and I stuff like, like it. that. So, yeah. Oh, I think that's that's a, to me that's a to me it it helps my kids to be more compassionate towards those who are their opponents. Yeah. In fact, see the opponent as somebody, not a zero-sum game, because the only thing that you're trying to beat is gravity. You're not trying yeah. to beat the other. Uh, and I think it gets out of that zero-sum thinking. Oh, that's good. Yeah, good night, and see, in so. politics, I get that. Like, that, to me, that should be what politics should be. When you are running up against somebody, say, as a candidate, Right. Your candidate, it shouldn't be about like, man, how can I humiliate and destroy that person? It well, should be, they came up with a really creative idea to help us all get better. How can I get even better policy or, you know, whatever? Like, I, I think that I, that's one of the things that I'm confused about and probably somebody knows a whole lot more than I do, but about the filibuster rule in, in the Senate. Yeah. In that things are not even brought to the floor for discussion. Right. Um, and it's not brought to the floor until the, the party in power knows they have enough votes to pass it. Yep. And what ends up happening is there is no give and take. Yeah. There's just the destruction of the opponent. Oh, man. Uh, what would happen if there was real uh, critical thinking, rational debate? Um, could there be alternative viewpoints that neither side sees that only emerge in the midst of rational conversation or rational yeah. argument? Right. Like, okay, you brought this plan, this law to the floor. These pieces of it are, I like, they're good. Yeah. But here's why I'm against it because you haven't thought about this. You haven't thought about that. And rather yeah. than the other person being like, you're just attacking and tearing down my, I'm instead viewing it as, okay, how can we make this law even better or this legislation even better? Ah, no, that's how it should be. That's how it should be. Yeah, yeah. So we're striving so, with each other to uh, to make America truly great. Yeah, oh, you know another another. Uh, it, so I've been using more video clips and things like that, and I try to make sure that they have you know permissions and stuff like that. And yeah, and I don't know where Zoom is on broadcasting mm, rights and I things like that. You know, nonprofits usually oh, yeah. get away with a lot of stuff, especially for educational purposes. But the, um, sure. the, um, the did you ever see the, the series from, I think it was HBO, 
uh, network about the network news. I almost have clips and things. Yeah. yeah. And just recently, I forgot, uh, what's the guy's, I forgot the, the lead actor's name. Jeff. Um, Jeff. Yeah. Jeff something. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jeff. But anyway, he's asked a question by a college student, what makes America great or it makes right. America exceptional? Exceptional, yeah. And he goes it's on not. this diatribe. Oh. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we're 16th in this and 32nd in that. And right, you know what right. we do lead the world in? We're first in incarceration. incarceration. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So... I don't know where I got to that, but I mean, but again, that becomes that com, you know com, competition thing. We're so good, we're 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 extremely perfect, and nobody else even pales in comparison. If you can't identify the opponent realistically, you can't even have a real competition. Yeah. Oh my so, goodness. Yeah, that's oh. fun. I, I've been. I I think as far as themes for me and my preaching have been the little issues of you know economic justice and racial justice, but I think I I find myself because we're preaching through Matthew. Okay. Uh, with the lectionary. Yeah. And and what what struck me four years ago, three years ago, whenever we were going through this part of the lectionary previously. Yes. And it kind of caught me about partway through Matthew, maybe even even a third, two thirds of the way through, is how much it's all about inclusion, welcoming yeah. everybody. Uh, yeah. So I think this next week's uh, lectionary text is about. Um, bringing everybody into the banquet, you know, and yep, there you go. everybody's in. But that one who won't wear the robe, they got to get kicked out. It's like, <laughs> I got to, I got to deal with that one. I know, but, it's a tough one. But again, That's Matthew is so much on welcoming everybody. Yep. Um, and, and so it. that's, and those issues, so I find myself doing much more with issues of inclusion. Yep. That's and articulating that. But, it, you know, it that's includes, uh, you know, racial, ethnic issues. Yeah, but it also has so many different other pieces, which we can. I can use this as a plug here to say, uh, in the next few weeks, we'll be talking with Whitney Mistel of a new um, organization in Idaho called Inclusive Idaho, Ooh. and they have a very broad uh, range of of um, projects. You know, dealing especially emerging out of uh, the movement of Black Lives Matter. But, but morphing into the idea of creating, creating uh, uh, open space for all people. And just it. today they launched a new initiative working with Inclusive Outdoors. Ooh. And talking about, uh, there was a, a wonderful video that they've put together with, a, uh, for instance, a, a queer identifying uh, person of color talking about going out into the woods and, and, and you know, hiking and camping and enjoying oh, nice. you know, the outdoors. Um, another story about somebody who is, you know, mount, you know, a rock climber, and and it's just these wonderful uh, people who are finding a place in a activity that sometimes is the domain of uh, old white guys. <laughs> in fact, one of the one of the uh, one of the speakers in the video mentions how usually when they go outdoors and they talk about the things they're doing outdoors, they just think about like, you know old guys with beards and it's like wait that's me <laughs> there you are you're talking about craig that's funny so but um yeah so it's this whole inclusive idea in matthew that seems really really strong perfect so let me ask you a question okay um 
I'll ask you five questions, in fact. Ooh, I think I know where this is going. Do you want them all at once, or you just want to take them one at a time? Let's, let's go one at a time. All right. So, what are you drinking? What am I Either drinking? Right now, at this moment, or <laughs> well, something you've discovered over the past few days or weeks that you're enjoying? Okay. Well, <laughs> so I don't drink coffee. I'm not a coffee fan. Um, but... So instead I use, I do, I still need to get some caffeine though. So I've been drinking, this is probably bad, but I've been drinking these energy drinks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Rain. Okay. So I'm sure those are healthy. <laughs> well, they are. So the nice thing about these are they're essentially what makes up um, a pre-workout drink right. before you go work out. So it has... BC branched chain amino acids, which you can explain as. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> well, they're the they're the amino acids that create branch chains. <laughs> Thank you for that in depth analysis. Yeah. And it also has it also has what we uh, call CoQ10 or coenzyme Q10, which is good for. It's supposed to help with, um, I think, some joint stuff, right? Maybe. And <laughs> maybe. I believe it I helps know. with liver metabolism and breaks down oh, fats. Okay, that. <laughs> and then it also has electrolytes, of course. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> it's also loaded with uh, B vitamins, has a lot of B vitamins. Which is good for? Uh, energy. Because? In focus. Um, uh, because? Oh, man. I, so uh, it, puts, it puts more oxygen in your blood. It oxygenates you the blood. So there your you brain go. is fed, you yawn less, things like that. That's right. I know when I take my pre-workout drink and it's loaded with B12 in particular, yeah. I feel a rush in my Yeah, body. there's that, that B vitamin rush, the niacin rush. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I've been drinking those and there's no sugar in them. That's another nice plus. No sugar in those drinks. That's good. And the other bonus is it is not bang energy drinks, which I was drinking before rain. Bang? I stopped bang, bang, like bang. All right. Like the onomatopoeia, you know. Uh, I stopped drinking those because the president and CEO is a huge supporter of a certain authoritarian figure that's recently defeated the coronavirus. So defeated, yeah. All right. Quote unquote defeated. Yeah. Quote unquote. All right. No so, okay, so that's what I'm drinking. All right. So the next question is Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is the next question? Oh, what are you watching? Yeah. Oh, so because I need some sense of sanity still surrounding like i need a picture of what it could be like we have been watching west wing the west wing <laughs> does that hold up does it hold up over time that that shows like what 20 years old yeah there's uh technology stuff that's a little eh, you know but <laughs> the issues yeah still right on man still they carry less. around the shoebox cell phones that kind of thing yeah, big. Yeah, you can remember, you can see there's like a season where all of a sudden 
cell phones are big, you know, and people are caring. So it's like you could tell when they first started, because I think it started right around 2000, 99, 2000. It was, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, it was Something before like 9-11, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. So yeah, they, nobody had the cell phones in the first like season. And then by like season two or three, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of, you notice so, that. So you find that as a hopeful uh, yeah. story? Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, because the characters in it are all, and I know it's, I know it's fiction, but I mean, they're smart. They have compassion their decisions that they make uh, and they do actually on the team, this fits right in with what we're talking about. They strive with each other because every person on team has different ideas and priorities and, and, and what they think they should be doing, even on specific issues, yeah. you'd think they'd be more cohesive, but actually, and they do end up, you know, but it's through that striving, like, no, okay. Like this has to be a priority. No, this is a priority. Would you think about this? And by the end, they have a more cohesive, better yeah. approach. And usually the, it's the president who like, cause he's whip smart in the, in the uh, series and he gathers all that information and somehow he makes like the, you know, like the best you know, of I, all. I think given our current state of affairs, every president, those that are portrayed in fiction as well as those historically are all yeah. brilliant. They're just brilliant. <laughs> yes. Okay, so that's what we're watching. All right, so uh, what are you, uh, what are you listening to? Other too, but that's what it's really jumping out. Sweet. Oh, well, we kind of talked about it a little bit. Podcast I'm listening to is uh, It Could Happen Here. Right, uh, right. Really, so, I highly recommend it just because there is some fear involved when you listen to it. You're like, oh, my gosh, he is describing this so perfectly. Yeah. And so now where are we headed? But actually, he has a couple episodes where he's like, okay, I know we've been talking dark. But there is hope, and then he lays out some some hope hopeful stuff. So I'll, I'll, I'll I will add a link to that if I can find it. Yeah, in, in that's the, a good one. That's notes. a good one. Yeah. Also, uh, musically, I think I shared with you, um, um, Orville, Orville uh, Peck, right. great country voice. Oh, yeah, last man. week we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. I uh, can't think of anything else right now that I'm vibing on that's cool uh okay what's the other what's the next one uh what Watching are you reading reading did we talk about reading oh yeah reading oh. let's uh, i was i that's what i went to get that one time because i was like when he asks i'll show what i'm uh. reading i have two books i'm kind of I'm, i have several books i'm working through of course but two that i'm are my i haven't started this one yet but i'm about to because i'm i'm gonna have this guy on Sunday School to talk about this the book. The Possibility of America by David Dark. Yes. How the Gospel Can Mend Our God-Blessed, God-Forsaken Land. And uh, he's just an interesting guy, David Dark is. Okay. He makes me think of Donnie Darko, just the name. Yeah, right? David Dark. So David Dark is really interesting because uh, he's very, like, he's, he's a, a professor, but he, like, really talks about like philosophy and psychology of like pop culture in particular. Like he really uses that, but he's just like, he's one of those, like every area he, like, he's even written some sports articles more re most recently about LeBron James and how LeBron James got on Twitter and dropped an F bomb 
And he was like, he highlighted that as like one of the most righteous prayers he's heard in a long time. And so talked, dissected how, you know, that is. Anyway, so that's, he's really good. Um, He's, he's, uh, he's really smart guy and funny too. Okay. And the other one I'm reading is the room oh, where room it happened, happened by John Bolton. A white doesn't that have a, like a, uh, the, doesn't the title kind of like I have a horror movie vibe? It kind of does. Yeah. <clears throat> the room where it happened. So I'm about halfway through that one. And it's pretty interesting because, you know, he's, he presents, you know, like what's interesting about it is here's someone who actually like kind of, he sees a lot of, in his opinion, some good things, you know, like, so. And he's not somebody who, who, who voices your personal exactly, exactly. opinions. Right. Like, in fact, all throughout it, he's like, well, here's what, you know, this thing that Trump did that I, I looked at as like, mm. he's like, no, here's why it was good. And I'm like, okay. I mean, fair. Uh, maybe the way he went about it wasn't great. But anyway, so, like, it's interesting to see because here's someone who, like, on a lot of issues agrees with some, at least the outcomes of these right. decisions. And yet still is like, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't support this guy. I can't vote for him. And, of course, the administration now will say it's because he was, you know, he's jealous or he's spurned or he feels bitter because whatever. But the truth, I mean, the, you know, you just see, like, even on stuff where, like, they agree, he's like, ah, God, Lord, you know, the way he announced that sent us into tailspin and wrecked, like, all the work that we did. <laughs> so, yeah, like, it, so even on a, something I agreed with, the way it was r- rolled out was just so haphazard, bad, disorganized, and it, it, it meant that it couldn't succeed, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I think, I, I don't know, I wonder, uh, do you get this feeling? It's not so much that he's a horrible person, he's just an incompetent uh, leader? I mean, yes, I'm getting that okay. from this yeah. book. I I may think he may also be, personally. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, but anyway, it, yes, yes, that's yeah. the vibe from there, yeah, that, you're, yeah. that I'm getting. Yeah, like, I mean, so I, there, there's a book that I'm starting right now, but I haven't really gotten too far into it, but it's um, the... Um, Oh, what I forgot the title of it. The genius. Um, um, the stable genius. <laughs> the stable genius. Yeah, it's been. It's written by two uh, journalists who are pushing the. No, he's not. You know, it's like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. No. Okay. So that's what I'm reading. What's the last yeah. question? Uh. Well. Uh. If I hey, if I came out there to visit, where would you take me to go eat? And just All just right. for clarification, which side of the river? would be there the best go, place exactly. to get something to eat. Well, there, um, I would take you, and there's lots of, there's several really good choices that we like, um, but I would probably first like take you to this place called Hogan's Pub. And it is, um, it's awesome. It's amazing. Like the food is really good, but also the atmosphere is incredible and it's tiny, it's cramped. Oh. It's um, the, uh, um, uh, you know, it's outdated stuff as far as decor and all that. But like, it's like. That's called charming. <laughs> exactly. It's so good. And they have like this, 
they don't have room for it. And yet somehow they still uh, fit in concerts and things in their, in their really? little. Yeah. So what's the maximum occupancy in there? Probably. Oh, it's gotta be, I think I've seen the sign. It has to be, it's probably like 40, 40 something. Oh, that is okay. awesome. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 but they also have an outdoor kind of seating area too that they've kind of, yeah. But oh, and but the food is also just mm, good. And then they have like lots of things on tap. They have uh, a, a, a mixologist who knows what he's doing. And yeah, so. So have you good. been there since COVID or is that like fond memories of the past? <laughs> I've been there for pickup. Okay. <laughs> yeah, since COVID. They have yeah. opened up limited in a limited way, which yeah. is interesting because they've already were, I think they're, you know, their occupancy now is like 20 because right. of uh, Washington's restrictions of, you know, uh, half your tables, you know, basically very hard. But the, but yes, we went and got, um, they have some excellent burgers or burgers are whoo, top notch. Sounds and, good. Yep. And they, uh, the guy experimented a little with some, I don't know how you like to call it, hero, heroes, heroes. Oh, gyros. Gyros, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're called heroes, but yeah, I call them gyros because yes. that's yes, what it yes, looks yes. like. Yeah, so there was a guy here, uh, an, a, a Middle Eastern fellow here who had a food truck, but he, he had to go out of business. But this, the chef at Hogan's went and like, I want to incorporate your, your food into our, oh, that's cool. our menu. Can you teach me and show me? Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah. So, mm, good stuff. Well, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's where I would take you. I'll, I'll have to come up someday. Yeah. Just make sure you kick up a church conflict and you have me come in and help work the crew. <laughs> okay. You got it. I'll even give what you a secret 10% I... uh, kickback. <laughs> oh man. All right. Now let's reverse the tables a bit and ask you some of the same questions. All right. What question do you want to start with? Uh, let's begin with, let's, uh, what are you reading? Uh, what are you reading? You didn't know where I was going to go. You were prepared yeah. to go with something uh, else. I've been, I've been reading this book. That is mission after Pentecost. Yeah. By Amos Young. Oh, nice. Oh yeah. Okay. And, um, one of the things that I've been, really trying to figure out oh and i and before that oh what was the book that i read um oh found theology by ben kosh or quash Ooh, that sounds good and what i've been wanting to do is learn a little bit more about the holy spirit there you go and so these two books are looking at, at issues around holy spirit which um i think for the the nuns you know spiritual but not religious mm -hmm. may provide greater language than, than some of the other traditional ways we've talked about faith. The book Found Theology by Ben Quash, he looks at uh, two or three historic paintings and just does an in-depth uh, critical analysis of the artwork. You know, what oh, is nice. the artist trying to say? What are, look at the, the way things are depicted, uh, angles and shadows and colors. I like it. And then... And they're picking up religious themes as, you know, so much Middle East, uh, Middle, Middle Ages art did. Um, 
you know, but he has a picture of Job. And in, with Job, there's also a picture of Jesus. And there's also a kickback to the patriarchs and some of this kind mm. of stuff. And then he talks about the angles and the ways these different uh, components are put into the, into the image. And what does that teach us? And he talks about learning through uh, philosoph- uh, logical inference, not really even inference. He calls it um, attribution, which is more like a yeah. hypothesis. And builds on this idea that a hypothesis is the way we begin speaking of the Holy Spirit. Not like, God told me. Right. The Bible says. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have this hunch. This thing's, I feel this thing. Ooh, I like and that. how art really is this language for, for pushing that forward. And then he goes into poetry and does the same kind of uh, literary critical analysis of poetry. Ooh, awesome. And, you know, it, it then sets up this model that the way to look at the Holy Spirit may be through you know, for him, especially art, but can other aspects of culture be speaking at this uh, attribution level, you know, these hypotheses about what God might be up to. So I found that really fascinating. I like it. Okay. And then uh, the other book, uh, Mission After Pentecost, is a missional uh, approach to understanding what happens following Pentecost and the unleashing of the Holy Spirit. It's a little bit more traditional evangelical language. Yeah. But it's trying to make it, make the spirit less uh, as one uh, colleague in ministry used to call the Holy Spirit woo 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 the spirit is kind of woo woo like a ghost woo uh, but just woo woo and uh, you know just less ephemeral less um, you know know, only special people get it when they're anointed get away from all that kind of stuff yeah so so that's what I'm looking at I'm looking at the Holy Spirit lately I love it Good. Okay. What are you drinking? Oh, hop tea. Hop yes, tea. Hop tea. Hop okay. tea is uh, tea, green tea, black tea, chamomile tea yes. with hops. A hop. With a hop. And it's got a hop to it. And, and, it's, and it's one it's hop, hop per, per brew. So you get to know what a citra hop oh. tastes like or a Chinook hop or a Simcoe. And, and it's kind of you know, for the for the beer drinker who likes to like focus and understand one aspect, it's a great way to do it. I love it. Uh, super refreshing. Um, really, really like it. Um, it's kind of nice that there's no alcohol to it, even though I like alcohol. Um, but it's like sure. it's you know for those moments where you just want to drink something with that hoppy kind of bitter uh, cleansing taste. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. that's my go-to lately. Is that the name of the brand is Hop Tea? Yeah, Hop Tea is the name of the brand, and I'm not sure what the name of the brewery is, but it's out of Boulder, Colorado. Oh, that's awesome. But I, but I thought, what a brilliant idea. That's really good. Um, Genius. That's what, it, that's what I'm drinking. Okay. What are you watching? A few things. Okay. <laughs> Most interesting was um, Carl and I watched the series – turn um and it was a a series and i forgot what um what it was on but it's on netflix now okay and it's um i think it's three seasons maybe four seasons a story of a cabbage farmer in on long island during the revolutionary war what who ends up uh you know after after experiencing the oppression of the uh, british uh, moving in, what does it call it when they take over your your home and your village? Uh, commandeered? No. When the, um, yeah, when, you know, when the soldiers come in and they take over yeah. your stuff. Requisitions. Experience, I don't know. 
the, when they experience that oppression, it begins to fuel some frustration and some anger. But it's the semi-true historical study. In fact, uh, uh, not a documentary, but it's a, it's a fictionalized account of the spies who ended up working for George Washington. Oh, cool, cool, cool. And um, it's, it's really intriguing. Oof. And it's fascinating to be watching this. And, you know, Carla and I were like, hit, you know, Googling every once in a while, like, oh, let's learn about this character. And like, oh, that. that was a real person. They oh, became a cool. senator or they became, you know, uh, a, a, you know, a colonel in the, in the uh, British Navy. Uh, or, oh, yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. it was really kind of cool to see these stories uh, in, in that fictionalized account. It was fascinating. <sighs> I really That's enjoyed I that. that. I think right that. now with political conversations, it's interesting to look at what was the, in, you know, at least in this account, you know, what was the intention of creating a nation? I love it. You know, free from tyranny. Yeah, um, that's good. So it was, that was good. And Turn, then we're, we've been watching um, 30 Rock. Oh, yeah. So, nice. Yeah. It, Carla, Carla was like, maybe can we, she was asking like about watching West Wing, you know, yeah, but yeah, she yeah, really yeah. liked to watch Veep instead. Oh, sure. Yeah, I've heard but, good things. But, I haven't seen that. But yet, Veep though. isn't out on streaming. I think it's still owned by mm. HBO or whoever produced it. Oh, I think there was one season that was put out on Hulu or something like that. Yeah, maybe. Or Amazon, but, um, maybe. No, probably Hulu. But I think we're, having, we're, we're, we're enjoying uh, 30 Rock. What's interesting, though, is uh, over the summer, when um, sensitivity and understanding and awareness of racial injustice became all the more prevalent, Mm -hmm. And a lot of corporations began to make adjustments. NBC redubbed certain things in 30 Rock oh. that were racially inappropriate. Oh, really? And every once in a while, you'll see, and it's usually the, uh, the Tracy Jordan character saying something. Right. And then you just see the, the poorly dubbed words over his <laughs> mouth moving. And it's like, this is not the right words. I know he said something else, but I'm, I'm guessing that's what that emerged out of. Oh, wow. That's interesting. But that's kind of a fun recreational viewing kind of thing to do. That's cool. I like that. Nice. So that's what we're watching. Okay. What are you listening to? I listen to uh, a lot of stuff. Okay. Podcasts, music. Yeah, both. I actually listen to both. Okay. Yeah. So this one, uh, sometimes it's hard to find an innovative three-piece rock band. I mean, okay. music is so, um, so much going on. And I discovered yeah. a band, um, I didn't discover them. I mean, I'm sure their manager did a lot of work. Um, but uh, Yasmin Noor, okay. um, she's, a, she's a singer, guitar player out of Wichita, Kansas. Okay. And she's part of this th uh, three-piece band. And it's, it's just, what I saw the, the uh, opening track on uh, the, her, her album, I think that she's only got one out. And the first track was called, I Want to Throw Up. It's like, that sounds like a good punk title. I want to jump into that. And it's, it's, it is energetic. It's fun. Uh, so it's, it's kind of a go-to exercise type track. And I've enjoyed that. Nice. But I've really become a huge Derek Minor fan. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. And uh, as I was saying, our church is using some music from Common Hymnal uh, during worship. Uh, I've also mm -hmm. been using some stuff from Derek Minor. Just a wonderful uh, bunch of music that's so appropriate for what we're going through now. 
nice. But one podcast, awesome. one podcast, I yeah. think is awesome and is worth and is worth uh, mentioning is called Hope yeah, Through yeah. History. Hope Through History. And John Meacham is. Um, oh, I love John Meacham. Is you know historian, professional historian, yeah. researcher, scholar, uh, but he he ended up looking at historical figures who faced some kind of challenge and how to how, how did those leaders get us through those things and so Love for it. instance rather than you know winston churchill coming out in london and saying you know what the there we can handle the germans all those bombs falling on us that's not a real thing you don't need to hide there's nothing to worry about. Rather than doing that, Winston Churchill comes out and says, here's the issue. We're under attack. Uh, our way of understanding the world is falling apart, and we need to dig deep and support each other and push back. I love you know? it. And I love it. It's setting up this way of dealing with uh, you know, these major trials that these leaders turn around and have to deal with. It's, it's, it's been a very... Um, <laughs> it's been a really good thing to listen to during these days. Hope through history. Yeah, hope through history. A really All good right. podcast. Link, you'll link it, right? I will link that. Yeah. Sweet. That okay. And is this the final question? I think it might be. If Craig, I come to visit you, where are you going to take me to dinner? Um. Do you like catfish? I love catfish. Really? Okay. Well, yeah. do you like not store-bought sourdough bread that has fake sour stuff stuck in it to make it sour, but like real sour? Oh, yeah. I mean, real sourdough. Yes. Made, uh, I, I have friends here who have sourdough starter that they've treated us with some. So I would, I would just, I would feed you here. There you go. Because I've probably got about at least 30 pounds of catfish in the freezer. Oh man! Fresh caught, you know, fresh wild caught catfish. Did you catch it? Oh yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been going down to the Snake River, trying to go down once a week just for like mental health day. Mm -hmm. And I've never had, I've gone down there a lot, but I've never had a summer like this summer where every, almost every week I go down and I hook into a six, seven, eight pounder, uh, which are the perfect awesome. eating size. Yes. And one day I, I, I caught six, oh, and. Man. They were they were almost like too heavy to drag up the hill up to the back to the car. So I, I let uh, two of them go. <laughs> it's like I don't need six. Four is plenty. Um, so I've got lots of catfish and uh, experimenting with different ways of preparing it. Best way so far is marinate in Worcestershire sauce and then grill. Ooh, Never would have no. thought of Worcestershire sauce. That's amazing. That sounds great. And this week it's going to be a Thai curry catfish. Oh, awesome. So wait, so where's the sourdough? Oh, the sourdough. In? It's in yeah, I I make sourdough breads every week. There you go. Nice. So we've got we've got sourdough. Uh, just did a sourdough could, brioche for sandwich bread, soft. You um, could do so. a sourdough bun uh catfish po' boy. That would be awesome. Oh that sounds good. Yeah. Oh. It would be it most likely grilled catfish. That'd be fine. Yeah. yeah Maybe with some um, coleslaw or something in there. There are people in my family who don't like the smell that uh, that fish has when you linger when it lingers for a couple of days in the kitchen. That's right. Yeah, cook it outside. <laughs> and then, then the other thing that I've done with my sourdough, I've got a wonderful sourdough chocolate cake. Ooh. That has sour cream, coffee, uh, for that kind of bitter tang to it. 
Oh, and uh, you need to work it, in a hop in there. It's it's been so good. <laughs> so um, yeah, I should. Awesome. But um, now I'll try it with some hop tea next time. Yeah, maybe you can oh. experiment a bit. Yeah. So that's that's been the go-to cake for birthdays for the last uh, oh, eight right. months, nine months. Hey, could you make some of that? So that's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So I'd feed you here. Ah, oh, love it. Oh, Craig, I have to run and pick up my daughter. So Hey, it's been a good conversation. Yes. We should All right, do it everybody on the podcast, will you will see you later. Bye, everybody. Oh, Thanks and eventually, your... everybody, we will have to do a new opening to this uh, podcast because it's my voice with like a quick dub over and Cody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so We can still use right. our old one of uh, where it's Lisa. Well, we could, but I'm trying to highlight the musician at the speed of oh, darkness. Oh, that's right. That's right. At the speed of <laughs> darkness. Who will be playing our music. That's right. Featured prominently here. All right. Okay. Peace to you. Talk to you later. Shalom. See ya. Bye-bye. One of the things we've tried to do in the past is refrain from editing. And at this time of year, my office is on the back porch, so frequently you might be able to hear finches, sparrows, doves, as well as cars and lawnmowers. All the talking, interviews, and conversations are rough cut, mainly because we never wanted to take the time to get overly precise and picky. Rather, we have great ideas, and we just simply want to present them. Start following, commenting, and sending us ideas on the All That's Holy Blue Collar Podcast Facebook page. Also, you can search for the All That's Holy Blue Collar Podcast by going to themissionplace.org. Go to the Media tab, and you can find all of the episodes of the All That's Holy Blue Collar Podcast. As we're closing out, I want to give a big shout-out to At the Speed of Darkness for the music intro and outro. You can follow At the Speed of Darkness and support his music at Bandcamp. Bandcamp.